0: Welcome to the Evolvepreneur podcast channel, which is sponsored by evolvepreneur.biz, a new online community-based platform designed to help develop your skills and knowledge to be massively successful in this new digital age. Your host today is John North, who is a three-time number one international best-selling author and strategic marketer. John's passion is to help business owners to master the online marketing world. Welcome to Evolve Entrepreneur. Um, my special guest, expert guest today is Everett O'Keefe, who's an international number one best-selling author, having authored and co-authored four Amazon best-selling books. Um, he's also helped create and launch more than a dozen best-selling books for his clients. Everett speaks across the nation on the power of publishing, expert positioning, and how to create, leverage, masterminds, and events. He's co-founder of the Masters Mastermind. It's an exclusive gathering of international marketing experts, and he and this group of speakers and authors, coaches, and consultants meet twice a year for an exponential exponential event in locations such as Aspen, Yasmite, and Caribbean. As an expert coach and consultant, Everett works with international client base to include speakers, authors, physicians, and business owners, along with lots of other marketing consultants. Thanks, Everett, for coming along, Um, and we're going to talk today, obviously, about masterminds.
1: Thank you so much, uh, John, for having me. Um, I'm a little upset, though. Um, I thought this was going to be a, a video podcast.
0: Yeah, I understand. You got all dressed up for me.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm wearing a tux. Um, I, I, I mean, and for for your for your listening audience, which I thought was going to be your viewing audience, just I look like uh, James Bond. Uh, right. Look like uh, Daniel Craig, and I um, yeah, I'm all dressed up to the nines. I even got my oh. hair cut, and I got makeup, you know, like uh,
0: video ma- studio makeup on. And okay. I so we need really a selfie, up. then. I'll need a selfie as proof.
1: Yeah. Well. You know, my camera's not working. So I'm not <laughs> sure I'll be able to help you there.
0: What a shame! <laughs> well, just as well I didn't have a shave, proper shave this morning, so it's all good as well. <laughs> one, of the, one of the upsides of being a non-entrepreneur—you don't really have to worry about what you look like, do you?
1: Yeah, this is true most of the time, at least.
0: Yeah, you a voice for you can have a face for radio, and you still get away with it.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited and. uh it's a very kind of you to uh, bring me into your show. I appreciate it.
0: I'm a big fan, Everett, because I, I notice a lot of you're always at the leading edge. You're a little bit like me, I like to keep a touch what's going on um, and not afraid to have a go at it, um, <laughs> which is a lot of people are a bit scared. You know, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. will I blow it up? Will I break it?
1: Right. A lot of people want to adopt technology and tools and strategies right around the time that they no longer work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. That... Good
0: point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in
1: fact, I was just thinking about putting together a big uh, training program about how to leverage MySpace.
0: All uh, oh, right. I put that together for, for those people. So. Should be awfully popular. <laughs> I think so. I think it will be. <laughs> so, um, in, t- in subjects of what you've done, can you give a little bit of where you got how you got to where you are now? Because obviously, no one in this internet community ever starts off as an expert, they always start off, um, usually by accident. Um, end up in this industry. I don't think anybody actually gets up in the morning and says, when I grow up, I'm going to be an internet marketing consultant or an online entrepreneur.
1: When I went to school, I didn't know what a mastermind was. Um, I certainly didn't set out to become an uh, an expert at masterminds, mastermind groups, and mastermind events. Um, And so, yes, by accident. Um, uh, Really, um, I've always been marketing. uh, it, It started out marketing uh, doctors to insurance companies and attorneys, and then uh, and then it became marketing myself as I had uh, my own uh, professional services business. But um, over time, um, I was working with a friend of mine, and we started thinking, "Gosh, there's stuff we know that could be so useful for other people. Let's let's have a go at that." And so we started a company called the Solution Machine, and we've had some reasonable success with that. Um, though we did hit a point where we found ourselves marketing text message uh, marketing to main street businesses mm-hmm. and and realized the hard way that you really can't generate much of a business with if with clients spending you know sixty to eighty dollars a month on your product
0: that's a high volume business you're gonna need there
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and so so we found out very hard the hard way not to price your products for everybody and we realized that we really needed to create an offering for the upper echelon. Um, Around this time um, a gal approached my business partner and I at a conference and said hey when can I come to your office and learn everything you know um, about marketing and and she was she was ready to pack up her bags and like go and and we said gosh that sounds incredibly boring but what if we did something like like up in the woods or something. Let's like have a camp. Let's
0: have a marketing camp. You didn't is think it? you, didn't think you were some sort of mass murderer or something inviting up up.
1: No, apparently not. Um, the, uh, so from that, we, we sat down and brainstormed this thing called the mastermind retreat, which is not really a very creative name, but it was a very creative event because we went to Yosemite. We uh, met, we gathered a group of marketing experts in a log cabin in the woods. Um, we, spent three days working on each other's businesses we did hot seats for each other where we um, took turns making someone else's business the center of attention we had content blocks and in between that we went hiking in the giant sequoias and the redwood trees we um, went and experienced Yosemite which which I love that you call Yosemite and I get it Um, it's fine Um, I love that actually it's fun But um, and from that was born um, what we now call the Masters, uh, which is this mastermind group with marketing experts from around the world. And we have our regular masterminding every other week over video conference. And we gather a couple times a year in some sexy location like the Dominican Republic or Aspen, Colorado or Carmel by the sea. Uh, we haven't made one to Australia yet, but we've been really we've been giving that been giving that some thought. Oh, so cool. maybe, That'll save me some airfares. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe you and I can talk about it, and we can do some collaboration or something, because um, that would be that'd be a really really amazing thing to do.
0: Yeah, because the Australian dollar's gone down a bit at the moment, so you're buying pretty well. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, cool. So, how did you start the group off in the first place? Like, if someone was going to say, "Look, I'm going to start a mastermind group," and I guess there's a couple of things they need to think about. One is obviously what the outcomes of the group's going to be. Um, why yeah. you're creating the group? Yeah. Um, what sort of members you should choose, and and how you should go about it. What's the sort of like the easiest, quickest way for someone to start a group?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, if you don't mind, let me back up a little, mm. back us up a little bit, just so we can talk about what a mastermind group is. Mm. um uh, because a lot of people have heard the words but they're not really familiar with the concept um basically uh Ma- Napoleon Hill discussed uh mastermind groups in his books and he described it as a, a group of people that come together whose minds all create one um mastermind uh, that is far more powerful than even the sum of these individual minds and he and he said he, he described it as an opportunity to leverage each other's resources Um, And by that, mental resources and perhaps also financial resources and described it as an ability, and opportunity to create more in a year than you might in five or 10 years on your own. And I think that those are uh, I think those are great descriptors because in our mastermind group, for instance, as we meet by video conference every every two weeks, we are continually sharpening each other. We are sharing strategies with each other, also sharing things that failed. Um, we share tools. Uh, we also offer a, a really high level of support and accountability. And we found that that's one of the things that has perhaps generated the greatest success is we have people who have started in the group. I, I, I wouldn't call them zeros because they're certainly not zeros, they're incredible people, but their businesses perhaps were in, you know, in the, in the infancy. And in the next six months or a year, we watched them really take off uh, with the support and the accountability of the group. And so a mastermind group is really an opportunity for a small group of people to come together, to pour into each other and also to hold each other accountability, accountable and to share strategies and tools to help in- increase those, uh, each member's businesses and success. Did, does that, that sound like a good encapsulation there?
0: That's a very good encapsulation. i you go on Wikipedia with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean. No, that,
1: don't do that because they at, might put my selfie there.
0: That's right. Okay. Yeah. Better, better be careful, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah I, I guess I mean that for most people, um, you know, being in business is isolating enough as it is. Um, but with, with being online business, it's also very isolating, and, again, because you don't have that personal contact at all. And, yeah. and being in that sort of mastermind group, at least to get you out of your own comfort zone and, and um, have you talking to people who actually are interested in the same sorts of things as you.
1: Yeah, and and, and and there's also a huge advantage to having someone that you can just lay all the cards out on the table with it without pretense. Mm. Um, for instance, I can discuss things with my mastermind group that I certainly cannot discuss with my wife. Um Either, either because my wife is much more risk averse than I am mm. um, or um, simply because my wife doesn't have the depth of knowledge to provide any, provide feedback on that particular subject. Sure, um, yeah. And, and the same thing is true even if like, like it's a no brainer for someone who's a solopreneur um, to, to be in a mastermind group. But also what if you are the CEO of a company small or large um do you have do you have the opportunity to speak with peers and really like go deep with it um and and expect to get peer level feedback of oh yeah i've been there you don't want to do that or mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. I, i've been there here's what you should do um rather than airing out the the laundry with your you know with your staff uh, who 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 might take that information to do something wrong with it or who aren't equipped to give you feedback or whom you really don't want to let them know what your plan is until you've completely formulated it and fleshed it out.
0: I mean that's the trouble with staff, isn't it? Like you can end up in a situation where um, you know staff get scared if you're gonna start changing things around or whatever yeah. and then yep. and then they leave and then and the, the, the good staff leave usually. <laughs> <laughs> in that process, I've been through that. You start asking staff their opinion about whether I should hire this or fire this person, <laughs> and then the whole thing gets out. So you're right. I mean, it, it needs to be in an environment where, you know, in some respects, they don't necessarily have a connection to your business. Um, yeah. And they don't have an emotional connection either. So basically, it's very much a, you know, a logical decision sometimes about what, you know, what you should do.
1: Yeah. And let's, and let's be real. A lot of things that you might fly by somebody in the office... You might discover a week or two down the road that nah, I don't think I really want to do that or I want to go a completely different way. But even if you correct that direction of that thing you flew by that staff member, that staff member now may think you're not very resolute or very decisive or you're you know, kind of willy-nilly, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you could cause all sorts of things. So the mastermind group allows you to come together and in an area without risk to be, to be able to set aside the pretenses, the posturing and stuff like that, and say, I have this idea. What do you guys think? Or I have this problem. What do you guys think? Yeah. And uh, it's, it's incredibly valuable. I, it's, it's, uh, it has saved my business at least a couple times. And um, I, see, I see a mastermind group as also a way to future-proof my business uh, because members in my group have already gone places I have yet to go, There are also members in the group who haven't gone where I am, and together we'll help each other navigate the challenges ahead. Um, Gosh, John, I also save a ton of money Mm. uh, because people in my group may have explored a strategy or tool and can wave me off of it, and and that's super, super valuable.
0: Sure. I mean, and so you said that you meet, what, once or twice a year in, in the mastermind?
1: Yeah, so we have our video conference calls every two weeks, um, and that uh, usually for 60 to 90 minutes. And then we meet in person at one of these great locations to have incredible fun and gourmet food, and we bring our own chef, actually.
0: Oh, right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I really want to come there. You got me going. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: So we do that a couple times a year, And, and that is this mix of being able to take deep dives on topics. Um, also to really get to connect with people um, and then have a lot of fun because we we you know we've you know gosh we've climbed to the top of domes in yosemite we've done snorkeling uh in snorkeling and waterfall jumping and stuff like that in the dominican republic and whale watching and carmel and that's just mountain biking in aspen
0: just little you know boring stuff like that right okay well, yeah sounds really boring <laughs> What um Okay, so if someone was going to start a group up, um, yeah. what are the, I guess, pitfalls or tips that you can give someone? Because obviously one of the things that I could see happening with the Mastermind group is that if you let people in that are not committed or are a bit flaky, you're going to end up or with need all sorts of problems. Mm. People who are not committed or
1: people who need to be committed, like psychiatrically. Um, True. Those are both challenges. Well, that's a Uh, a prerequisite
0: for the one entrepreneur, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, a a little bit. Um. Uh, So, so John, I, I mean, you've hit on a really key thing, is a mastermind group is only going to be as good as its members, and so you need to carefully weigh members. So if, for instance, you're looking to join a mastermind group, let's start there, you really want to look for a group that, has a good mix of, of abilities that you don't possess. Um, there may be some overlap. So, for instance, if your mastermind was on book publishing, for instance, mm-hmm. um, uh, and let's say, John, you were leading it, someone com- coming in, they may have various overlaps in regards to book publishing, but they're all going to have something different they bring to it. Uh, but it is important, I think, if you're looking for a group, is to try to find a group where you are probably not the top of the group in regards to your abilities Um, you don't want you probably don't want to be the foremost expert in the group unless you are also offering services that you could sell to the group so if you become positioned as the expert kind of the lead dog then you probably will get some business out of that group but if that's not your main goal I think then um, go and and honestly, if that is your main goal, you need to be in two groups, one that you are the lead dog on and another one where you're the middle of the pack or even the, the, the back of the pack. Okay? Mm. Otherwise, um, you're going to get nothing out of it yourself, aren't you? Exactly. You're going to be finished running around. Exactly. Then it's not a, ma- a mastermind group to you. It's a marketing group to you. Mm. Um, and mastermind groups, by the way, are, f- are only successful if people are there to help each other rather than treat it like a leads group. Um, if you treat it like a leads group where I'm just there to develop business among the group, you'll probably get some, but you won't get nearly as much out of it um, if, uh, if you treat it that way.
0: So that's yeah. the important thing, I guess, is set the goals that you want to do with the mastermind up front that you really want to achieve. Otherwise, you can yeah. end up thinking, oh, well, I'll have a go at this, I'll have a go at that, and you'll end up making a mess of it and putting people yeah. off.
1: Sure, and, and think of it this way. If you're trying to develop leads among the group, then your leads are as big as that group is at mm. maximum. So mm. let's say it's 20 people, you, you've got 20 potential leads. If you're joining a group to really mastermind, then that, those 20 people, rather than being your customers and that being this finite limited thing, are going to be your coaches and your consultants that are going to teach you how to, to work with 1,000 customers uh you know so anyway that's a so but as you as you Mm -hmm. look at groups i think it's important to look at uh, lots of things like when do they meet how often do they meet can you be a full participant in it if they meet more often than you can then that makes it a challenge Mm -hmm. Um, if they only meet a couple times a year or once a month is that enough for you uh you know or is meeting every other week a better idea Is meeting, if some meet every week, and that might be too much um, commitment-wise. Like, we found our sweet spot to be every other week. Um, Also, are you going to meet virtually, or is there a mastermind group in your city where you can meet uh, personally? Um, And that can be, that can have some great advantages, but it can also be a little bit limiting. Because, let's face it, there are advantages to working with people that are scattered around the nation or around the world.
0: Yeah, you get a much bigger, bigger have. perspective and a lot more context from people. Yeah. That are... C- case in point, mm, you and I are mm,
1: here talking, doing this, and mm. if we, you and I, limited our scope to those people who were within, you know, ten kilometers of us, we would have, we we'll have never, we would have never met.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the thing. You know, you, you broaden your scope out. So on that subject, if you were going to start a mastermind up, yep. what's the best way to to sort of get the word out? Is it you know, do you create a meetup group? Do you Start your own Facebook discussion group. What do you do to kind of attract those type of people that you'd want to be in your mastermind?
1: Yeah, there. Uh, those both of the things you just said are completely acceptable ways to begin a mastermind. The challenge is you've got you thinking about who you want to mastermind with, and then think about where are those people. So, for instance, if you want to mastermind with CEOs of companies because you're a CEO or the you know CFO or whatever. Um, Will you find those people by putting a, f- a free Facebook group out, or will you find them by putting up a free meetup? You may or you may not. You're far more likely if you happen to be attending some sort of live event or training or something where those people happen to be. In which case, somewhere in the midst of that event, you can say, hey, you know, I've been thinking about putting together a mastermind group and meeting you know, periodically. Is that something you'd be interested in? And you'll probably find very good reception one of the mastermind groups I'm in was um, from a conference I attended in San Diego it was actually one of Mike Keenigs and Ed Rush's certification programs. And while we were there, one of the attendees said, Hey, Everett, I'm thinking about putting together a mastermind group. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, well, <laughs> heck yeah. And that mastermind group um, still meets. I'm in uh, several mastermind groups and that one I'm on that call every Tuesday, every other Tuesday morning. Um, and the members have you know changed over time, but we've been doing that group for three, four years
0: now. So, do you ever have any sort of formal rules that you start off with with the with the mastermind, or is it is it the people just opt themselves out? Like, if, let's say someone starts real keen and then has a some sort of issue or whatever and moves on or whatever. Do you um, does the group kind of say you know vote them off the island, or does, <laughs> does you know like or do they do you find that they just Usually figure out themselves and they're not going to make it, and
1: yeah, it's re- it's really interesting. And I don't know if this is a testament to the caliber of people that that we've had in our groups. We have yet to need to vote anyone off the island. Um, what we find is that if those people that we might have thought about voting them off the island kind of get the hint and leave on their own accord, mm. um, and you know, you just su- you just suddenly you'll find that those are not the ones who are participating um, in calls, um, all the time. The other, the other part, and this becomes a challenge is you'll get some people that also will dominate the calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yes. know, and so <clears throat> if you're going to set up your own mastermind group, um, how you mediate that group is re- is really critical so that you can keep it valuable for everybody that's attending, let everybody participate in it. Um, we've got a There are a couple people that um, have participated in some groups that it just can be a challenge because they don't like to, you know, um, let other people talk. And that can be a challenge. And it's a challenge for me, too, because sometimes I talk too much, like right now.
0: Mind you, you're being interviewed, so it's okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it is an interview. I guess that's that right. saves me no, saying. I'm going, to shut up. I'm
1: going to shut up now and let
0: you talk for the rest of this. That's right. It? Then it'll be asked John, It won't be asked the expert. It'll be asked John. Oh, okay. it's a whole different podcast. Yeah, I think that's the the key to it. I think, um, and and I think probably, particularly if you're looking at the online community, is that a lot of people are introverts too, so they're not necessarily. Um, going to speak up um, and so someone needs to kind of monitor that group and make sure that everybody's getting something out of it I guess
1: that's right and that includes tapping those introverts and mm. saying you know hey what do you think about that or how would you handle that um, in fact uh, John McCabe is a perfect example of that so uh, I was uh, interviewed on his podcast um, a while back and John and I met in a mastermind group and he's a very quiet guy the only time he speaks is when he feels he really, really has something to add to the conversation. Um, And sometimes he just needs to be pulled out a little bit, you know, and uh, if you're going to moderate your own group, you need to develop that, develop that skill.
0: It's actually interesting. I've got John John up on a podcast interview, I think coming up soon. So I think it's another another week or so. So, Great. um, Yeah. So one of the questions I want to ask him is about the introvert thing, because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with and, um, I think introverts probably think about things more than an extrovert would, um, oh, think yeah. about what people, how people are going to react to it. So they put more thought into it than they probably extroverted would just come out and say whatever comes out of their mouth the first time, you know.
1: And and you're right about that. I there are you know there are those people who are verbal processors, and those people who can like think things through without talking about them. Um, honestly, I'm a verbal processor, so if I really want to. Think about a subject. I get someone, and we have a conversation about it, and then mm. and then things work. Uh, and uh, an introvert maybe doesn't work that way. But I guess we're a little off topic. Um,
0: yeah, that's okay. But I think that's an no. important question, though, because the thing yeah. is that if you end up with um, you know ten people in your group and nine are extroverts and one's an introvert, that poor introvert's going to have a challenge. Get you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they're going to be really challenged to be able to get the noise above those nine other people. So obviously, a mixture of personalities and. It's probably important as well.
1: It, it it is, but at the same time, a lot of those introverts will sit there, and some of them are quietly happy.
0: Oh yes, yeah, Yes, soak right. it all they're up. Like they're just like
1: this is wonderful. Are you kidding? And I'll ask them, Are you doing okay? Because you're not saying much. They'll be, like, Are you Are you kidding? This is incredible. This is the best thing I've ever experienced. And you're like, Okay, because I was a little worried. I wasn't getting any feedback on it, and um, and that's that that's that does happen.
0: I guess that's why you've got two ears and one mouth, right?
1: So I've heard. So I've heard. So, so people keep reminding me. Uh, <laughs> right. So in, in a
0: situation like, for example, what you're doing with your, which is called the Masters, which I think is something newish, isn't it, that, that wasn't necessarily called that before when you first yeah, started.
1: Was, we originally just called it the Mastermind Retreat because yep. we set it up as a retreat, not really intending to make a group out of it. Right. Yeah. And then the group just grew out of it. it um, and, and it became a, it's become a really special thing because I've been to mastermind events where you go to a hotel conference room, you sit around, you talk about business. Maybe you're lucky to have dinner together, um, but you never really connect on a personal level. And the first thing we discovered on these retreats, and it completely blew our minds because we didn't know what to expect was by the end of the third day, we all were family to each other. Mm. Um, we it had takes laughed. about three
0: days, yeah, normally.
1: Yeah, we had mm. laughed so much together and experienced uh, challenges together. And uh, heck, I'll be honest with you, some of us had cried together. And uh, by that time, we were cemented. Um, in fact, to the point that a, a month later, my business partner died unexpectedly. Mm, yeah
0: was ran when that happened. that was very bad.
1: Yeah, it was mm. uh, um, a super tough time. And, but um, this group came together around me to support this business I was trying to now do without half of me, you know basically. Mm. and also supported John's family. So um, and that wouldn't have happened in a normal event um, it, it, or in a normal group, frankly. But what we've found is these retreats get people so locked in together that we, that all the rest of the year, we are, we're just arm in arm. Um, it's, it's incredible. So, um, so anyway, it was called the mastermind retreat. Then we kept going, well, what do we really call this thing? Cause like, it's more than that. It's not just a retreat, it's a group. And so now it's called the master's mastermind. Um, we don't wear green vests for anybody who's a, a, <laughs> a golf, uh, fan. Um, but it, it, it is, it is something, um, it, it is something very, very special. And it's given us a chance to kind of develop this whole thing of both mastermind groups and also mastermind events and mastermind retreats. Um, on, on that topic, um, John, I've been considering putting together, uh, actually I've done most of the work, I just haven't mm-hmm. launched, a product all about how to, cre- how to create your own mastermind group, how to moderate that, and, and most importantly, how to leverage it so you get the most out of it. Um, so you're not just spinning your wheels participating in it. And mm. while that's not ready yet, I did put something together for your for your audience. Uh, yeah, okay.
0: So um, can you give out the link there? And what we'll do is we'll put it up on the podcast notes as well. So they're on the track if um, people don't get it, sure. they'll be able to do it. So, so
1: it should be easy. It's, so it's the mastermindmastery.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, ma- uh, did I say the? It's just mastermindmastery.net mastermindmastery.net but then um, also people can pick that up off your blog page or the uh, podcast notes that type of thing what I put together there are seven tips to find, create, and leverage a mastermind group and there's actually it's not just seven there's some bonus ones thrown in there too um, and then if people pick that up um, I will also make sure to get them um, later on I've got another one that's about mastermind events and hopefully they'll get them on their way, get them starting mm. participating in a group or, or beginning their own group. Um, everybody should be in at least one, if not two, mastermind groups. If you're in business, it, you should be in
0: one. So, um, so where do you see your business going now? Is it a case of expanding on your existing mastermind group itself and, and maybe offering some sort of facilitation for other people to create their own masterminds? Is that where you see it going?
1: Well, it's interesting you ask because uh, that is something I have done for my clients. Is help set them up with mastermind groups, and I've even, I've even traveled to help facilitate their first mastermind retreats. Um, basically, sat with them and modeled with them and helped facilitate the communication. Uh, right. So yep. that's that's been that's been good. Uh, it's been great. So we've done that. Um, as far as my business, my core business is still as a consultant, helping my clients develop their brands, increase their positioning, whether it's through books and videos, uh, all of those things. But at the same time, I I want to help podcasters uh, and business people and consultants and things like that develop their mastermind groups, teach them how to do it. I mean, there's there's an art to it to making it super. This is off. This is. This is awfully fine. and we've, um, The whole thing about building mastermind groups and participating in them is, as far as I'm concerned, a key to success. Had I learned about mastermind groups in my 20s instead of in my 40s, holy cow.
0: Hmm. Oh,
1: my goodness. I just can't even imagine uh, what it is. So, um, but it is one of those things people at any stage in their business. Whether they're brand new in their business or they've been, you know, just killing it and super successful, can all benefit from a mastermind group. Whether it's free, or it's uh, paid, or it's extremely expensive, whatever, you, there's huge
0: value. I think at the end of the day, when you when you do things like this, it needs to there needs to be some either some hurt money or some skin in the game where you've you've had to give up something to be able to be part of it. I think if if you're not giving up something. Whether that be time or money, then the reality is you're not really going to take it serious. I,
1: I agree. Um, I agree. At the same time, for those people who, if that's if the only way they can go is to find or create a free mastermind group, I, I don't want to take that away from them. But I completely agree. So, for instance, our group in the Masters, there's an investment to be part of it. Mm. It's not. It's not unreasonable. In fact, it's a it's a great deal because we include the first retreat with it. Right, Um, And we cover everything, all the food and activities and beverages and all that. Um, But there does need to be skin in the game. And quite frankly, if you you will, the more expensive the mastermind group is, many times the more you're likely to get out of it Mm. because of that. It it pre-qualifies those people who attend, um, you know, that those people have skin in the game and have reached a certain level to be able to spend that money and commit it. Um, it, it really does make a difference. You're right about
0: that. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the key to the whole thing. And I suppose one of the things you did say was you know like you got together, and I think that's probably important. If are gonna if you're going to try and do a mastermind, is to try and have that sort of part of the deal, is to try and get together. Because I think it's hard to build that connection quickly. Over you know you know like a call a week or something like that, it's going to be a long time before you really build that connection.
1: The other, the other part we do, and I recommend this for anyone in their group, is make it an application process. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let people just willy-nilly invite other people and poof, they're assumed to be in your group. Um, for us, we have a – in fact, if people find us on Facebook, there, or our Facebook page is called The Masters, and I think it's Facebook slash Masters Mastermind, something like that, Facebook mm-hmm. slash Masters Mastermind. You'll see our application. You can go check our, our application out. Um, and we just do it there. People submit it. Then there's three members of our group basically, the founders and organizers of the masters. We review it and we decide if someone's a good fit. And it isn't just are they a good fit for our group, but is our group a good fit for them? You know, mm, can we, mm. will our group be able to help them where they are? And it's a really important point.
0: It makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that's the way it's to be. But I mean, it, and probably start small. I would imagine, like start with small numbers. Like you said, you had three core founding members. I guess that's probably the best place to do is start small with the, with the key people and grow up from there. Not try and go too big too fast.
1: Well, basically, we have three partners that manage that manage mm-hmm. the masters. Um, our first event, I think we had fourteen people there, something like that. And the sweet spot, if you're doing your own events, by the way, is really between eight and twenty. Mm. Um, it makes a better sense, that, yep. Yeah, smaller than that, you don't get, you, you're sitting there staring at each other, and more than that, you, it, it, you, lose, the, you lose the individual um, abilities, you know, people to pour into each other.
0: Logistically, too, it gets harder, I think, you know, it's yeah, hard to keep track true. of people.
1: Now, mm. now you're in a hotel, you know, ballroom instead of, you know, instead of some fancy um, living room at a condo in Aspen, you know, mm. You're you're stuck in the ballroom at some hotel, you know, in a boring conference environment. Which is not as
0: glamorous as you'd want to be.
1: Yeah, or it's fun, and you just don't yeah. connect the same way. It's mm. when you're sitting in overstuffed leather chairs, holding a, you know, holding your favorite adult beverage, um, while you're <laughs> working. You know that that works. That that allows great stuff. You know, share share a beer or wine or something else together, and and uh, while you're working. It's amazing, yeah. That, mm, that it, mm. it does give it a chance. So, um, and by all means, if people are going to form mastermind groups, do mastermind events. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Okay, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, and I think over the years I've sort of been involved in masterminds and, and felt that um, some work well, some don't. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's worth pursuing because at the end of the day. It's, you know, it can be quite lonely out there if you don't have people like-minded as you that are going to give you some advice that you don't necessarily have to pay the way out for. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Hey, before, we, before we're done here, I just want to send kudos to you out in front of everybody else um, because you have done such a great job of, su- of supporting others remotely through, um, through your involvement in Facebook and other things where you really pour into the online marketing community through your participation. You you have always been like a give, 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 giver. And it's, it's so incredible to watch. And that's why I'm excited about your um, Evolvepreneur platform. Yeah. Um, and I think it'd be helpful. I don't know if you're cool with it, but you could tell people about it. I know you're supposed to be interviewing me, but I'm interviewing you now. <laughs> if you could yeah. tell people a little bit about it, you know, before we end this interview. Oh, for sure.
0: And um, I think that's, I'm really grateful for that. It's nice to know that you get recognized. Sometimes, you know, you put stuff out, you don't necessarily see if it comes back or not. But um, well,
1: you're famous. Hey, you're famous over here. You're, you're famous over here in, in the States, man. So because of, because of what a big giver you are.
0: That's excellent to hear. Great, I might might be able to might be get a free place to stay next time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we'll talk a, talk a bit about Volpreneur because it is kind of fitting to what we're talking about with you too. So, and it's it's still evolving, if you like, in terms of what we're trying to pull it together because it was sort of an idea that's been bubbling away for a while, and that was uh, what are what do people really want out there in the you know in the online world or the offline world. And part of what I see a lot day-to-day, and particularly when you're talking about that problem with, um, you know, people, you know, giving out some help and stuff along the way, is that people get a bit lost in the technology. And what happens is they end up buying all these things, but they never implement any of them. And then they end up with a, a database that's not working properly, a landing page is not quite right, no follow-ups, no emails, you know, no proper social media strategy because they're sort of picking it at all. And we wanted to try and find a way to be able to sort of give those people some some courses and some social interaction. And I'm trying to figure out what the best way to talk about the thing was. And I guess it's a social online course community, if you like, so that people can uh, come together and learn things either from each other from the courses to be able to actually implement and get them working, rather than just you know buy the latest greatest piece of software and then we actually load it up. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And and I do a lot of coaching with clients where we say, look, um, you know, show me show me your landing page or your website, and I go, oh, I'm still working on that. And I've got five of them, <laughs> um, none are finished. And I go, okay. And if I click on this contact us button, does it work? Nope. Of course not. <laughs> like, and then um, so what's your lead magnet? And go, what's a what's a lead magnet? And so at the end of the day, you think, well, okay, you've got a problem because you've got no way of continually pushing that business through and, and taking that initial kind of step into the online world and that's you know to me is 101 but for most people they don't get it and to actually get someone to sit there and say look just focus on one thing let's just get one landing page working and one email to go out can be a monumental effort mm-hmm. that's right and and you think about that and all these people out there that go to their websites and look at their sites and go with well, no call to action there's no way to track leads you know one, they're not getting any business
1: yeah yeah <laughs> And 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 we do get frozen right, with a little bit of the deer in the headlights, uh, especially with technology. Mm, mm. Which tool should I use? Right? Which uh, which which landing page software should I use? What um, what should I use for my autoresponder? And get they get people get so busy trying to figure out what's the best one that they fail to choose one ever mm. and never and never put it into play.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, so. So I think that because the next best one
0: comes out again, they get rid of that and start another one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and 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 the the wrong and and really, we've been discovering in our mastermind group that we were always in this quest for what's the best comprehensive system that would do everything. Okay, Mm -hmm. you know, lead pages and sales pages and autoresponders and text messaging and right all of that stuff, and and more and more as things start to sync up better and better and better, we find that maybe the solution is just to find the, the, a tool that does a good job in each of the things you want, mm. but will work to, but will play nicely together with the others. And that used to be really hard. It's, but
0: with, not anymore. With, no, it's changed not, a lot. Mm.
1: Yeah, with, with, good, with good coaching or good resources around you, um, like your Evolvepreneur thing or in your mastermind group or whatever, you quickly find that, no, these pieces can now quickly come together. The technology's there. Sometimes you just need somebody to point you at it. And mm. that's where a mastermind mm. group can be super valuable. It's like, well, have you used, tried that tool? No. Does, you know, does that work? Yeah. Just here's how I'm using it. Mm. Uh, and get
0: get a bit of confidence in, in giving it a go. And I mean, I think that's yeah. where it sort of stops. And I think also the thing is that to me, once you you know decide on a piece of software or do whatever do you need to give it a decent go. You don't need uh-huh. to just go, oh, I've tried it for five minutes. This looks too hard. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, I've, I'm probably good at what I do because I've assessed and developed software and done a lot of software launches over the years, so I can pretty much tell you within about I don't know, five to ten minutes flat what a software's going to do, what it's supposed to do. Um, but most people don't have that ability, so they're just going to sit there and think, oh, it's not going to work, without seeking any help to find out that they're missing the really important parts of it.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep, that makes. Perfect sense. Mm.
0: So I, I'm thinking I think you convinced me that I need to do a mastermind for Interpr the um, Volpreneur.
1: Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I know a really great mastermind group if you're if you're interested.
0: Fair enough. Sounds like a good plan. So <laughs> I think what um what we we want to do in, in Volpreneur also is set up special um, interest groups inside the actual site itself. So um, I think we'll talk further about setting up a sort of a mastermind group if you like in terms of you know maybe setting up p- people want to create a mastermind they can come into that group and ask questions and yeah. and, and get some sort of direction um yeah, and take be, it from there that, and that
1: would be fantastic
0: and we'd have to happy to sort of see whether we can put your course into our system or whether we can put links to it or something like that once you get it up and running
1: yeah terrific thank you uh, i appreciate it and i think that'd be really fun too
0: cool all righty well thanks for coming on and um and hopefully we'll be able to interview again when you when you do your next round of um masterminds
1: yeah thank you so much john and uh keep doing what you're doing and in fact this podcast is the perfect example of what you've been doing for so many people online is you're bringing people um tools strategies experts uh, all sorts of things to help improve their businesses so um again just on the behalf of all these people who over here in the states who've been benefiting from your work um i just want to say thank you again
0: that's much appreciated. I think is the concept of being able to leverage that so that I can't be everywhere, but at least if I can <laughs> can expand out the information and give it to more people, then it's a much faster way to do than one on one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've seen how much you've supported some of us through individual chats, and I know, then that can only go so far. You can, yeah. you know, you can only you can only support so many people one on one
0: like that. So. Yeah, okay. and when they come at you thick and fast, sometimes you've got to start saying, "Okay, I'm going to stop shutting these conversations down real quick."
1: Uh huh. <laughs> exactly right.
0: Okay, thanks Everett and um, and we'll talk again soon Alright, thank you You've just been listening to another great Evolvepreneur podcast interview We hope you enjoyed it Please visit evolvepreneur.biz today to find out more about our online community and how you can
1: take part